Friends, welcome back to the Typically Hazardous Podcast. My name is Hank Fortner, and what you're about to hear was recorded live at the Hi-Hat in Highland Park, California on Leap Day, February 29th. We did a Typically Hazardous live recording on a day that barely exists for the next three years. It was one of the most visual talks that I've ever done, and things got a little bit, how do I say, messy. So if you want to get the full experience of this episode, you can just Google the YouTube channel. It's just Hank Fortner's The YouTube Channel, and this episode is called The Color of Life. Now, you'll still get the gist of everything. You'll still get what I hope is a meaningful experience by listening to this audio recording, but the video recording, if you're wondering why are people laughing or what is that, you'll have to check out that video on YouTube, which you can look for right now if you just search for Hank Fortner, The Color of Life. Okay. With that disclaimer out of the way, I hope you enjoy this episode of Typically Hazardous and take away a new perspective of how we are marked and we continue to mark each other every single day. Enjoy. I want you to answer this question and I'm going to give you three or four minutes to do it and then I'm going to start talking, but I want you to talk to each other and we'll kind of get it all started. What you heard from Jeff's story is very similar to what all of us have some element of that story. Find a person next to you, preferably somebody you're not married to, but if you're married to them and you want to answer the question like you couldn't answer it, then I want you to do that as well. The question is this. What experiences in your life have shaped who you are today? What experiences in your life have shaped who you are today? Find a person next to you, five minutes, and then I'll interrupt you. Ready, set, go. Come on back. I need to know real quickly what everyone's favorite color is. Anybody's favorite color blue just by a show of hands? Amazing. Anybody have a favorite color red? Okay. Anybody with yellow? Green? Orange? Anybody, anybody, anybody favorite color black? All right. Anybody's favorite color white? All right, you love it. That's great. You know, when Gmail came out, something in my life changed. Completely transformed everything. Because does everyone here have any Gmail account? Have we all gotten there or are we still? Anybody anybody hanging in there with with the Hotmail account still or anything like that? Okay, a few of you. Yeah, it's so great. It's like driving a classic car. Whenever I email a Hotmail or a Yahoo, I just go, it's amazing. I'm just so proud of you for keeping that thing shiny. When Gmail came out, something changed in my life because what altered and what changed in my life is that I never had to delete a thing ever again. All I had to do was archive. And as a personal hoarder, if you came to my house, you go, wow, you keep everything. Yes, I do. (laughs) And as a hoarder of information, I don't delete anything. If you punch in, I've never deleted a phone number from from my contacts. So if I typed in your name, Hank, or not, obviously there's not a lot of Hanks. If I typed in your name, Matt, there would be 64 mats. That's every mat I've ever, I've ever met since I had a cell phone. I just like to keep that information because what does a hoarder think? You never know when you're going to need it. <laughs> and it's the same with information. So I've been archiving emails for the last 10 years since my Gmail account came out. And then with a personal little search, I can find anything anyone has ever sent me or I've sent them. It's amazing. But you know what's incredible about that? is that we actually designed a software to reflect how our souls relate to life. Because the truth is that your soul and my soul, we don't delete anything. We archive all of it. Everything people say to us, every person who ever kisses us, 
Every person we ever hug, every person who ever insults us or curses at us, the people that we care about and the people who hurt us on purpose. We archive all of it. We designed a software to reflect our soul because it just wasn't true that we actually delete things. See, you and I, we are a collection of data. Relationships and information and people who have had significant amounts of info, influence and input on our souls. Just like the story you just heard. There's so many experiences that can happen in our life that actually mark us. There's so many people in our life that can actually mark us. If I paused and said, give me three people who have had a biggest impact in your life, it probably wouldn't be hard to think of their names because people have an impact on us. We are like Gmail accounts walking around with all the words people have said to us and impact they've had on us and we carry them all with us. And because we carry them with us, whether they're good things that happen to us or bad things that happen to us, when you're interacting with a human being, you're not interacting with a raw, white canvas of a person. You're interacting with a person who's a collection of things that have happened to them, experiences they carry, words that have been said to them, things that they have said, and you are a marked person. Someone throughout your life has marked you with their love, or marked you with their anger, or marked you with their hate, or their words, or the memories you shared. You've been painted. You've been colored as a person with all of these experiences in your life. But even more so, your words that you've spoken to people are hovering in Gmail accounts somewhere that will exist forever. <laughs> Isn't that a comforting thought? Those emails you sent when you were angry or when you were being lazy or when you didn't spell check will live forever on a database somewhere and we'll always be able to find them. But the same are the experiences of the people that we speak to and the memories we create with other people. They're there always in the lives of the people that we are. Because we are not just the ones who are marked by the life and by the moments. We are also the markers of the lives and the moments of the people around us. We are not just the painted ones who are painted by our experiences and the people we loved and the ones we looked up to. We are also the ones who are painting the people around us with our words and our experiences and our love. See, it's sort of like color. All of color at a scientific level actually doesn't exist in the elements that you think. When you see a thing, color is just an interpretation of your eye for what you're seeing. So the ground that you see or the grass that is green, grass does not have a chemical property that makes it green. An object does not carry color with it, which is why the Latins used the word for color was to conceal. Color is an interpretation of that object as it absorbs light and reflects energy back. When that light is absorbed and it's reflected back, it looks green. Color is like smoke. It's in the air, but it doesn't actually exist before it hits the atmosphere. See, when you and I look around and we see colors, whether things are blue or something is red or something is gray, all we're seeing is an interpretation of light absorbed into the air and then popped back on us as energy. That's all that color is. But it's the same exact way with our experiences. Have you ever experienced the same thing and you thought you were totally cool and the other person was so mad at you they never wanted to speak to you again? Have you ever been at dinner? Anybody here married? Have you ever been at dinner with your wife and then you went home and you thought everything was good and things were going to be good later and it was not good? Ever had that moment happen to you? Because experiences that we have with each other are just interpretations of our ability to see them. They are our experiences of things. See, all of life can be separated by the colors that we see. 
which is why you have different people who are colorblind. They don't see them. All it means is that their eyes are not paying attention to the energy. It doesn't mean that they don't actually see the color that's there. And then there's people who can actually see more colors than the rest of us. See, all of life can be reduced to the elements of color because every color has a meaning. Every color carries meaning. For thousands of years, those colors have had meaning, and then we interpret them psychologically and intuitively when we see them places. So we'll begin with um, the color red. Red is a very interesting color and is a very important color. <laughs> the important part of red is that it tastes delicious. The important thing to understand about red is that red can mean two things, and almost all colors have two separate elements to their color. Red means anger, and it also means love. Ever been angry at a person you love? Ever have felt anger towards that person? Ever hated a person you once loved? Red also means danger, and it also means passion. See, the danger and the passion of love, the anger of red, and the passion of red, colors the experiences of our lives. See, when you run into someone who's once loved a person, they have red all over them. But when you run into somebody who's been betrayed by one they love, they have red all over them for different reasons. See, when you and I engage with people, we have to be aware of the fact that you're engaging with a person who has had, maybe had a different experience with the color red than you have. So you might be whimsically in love. Anyone in the room whimsically in love? Any, anybody in the room ever been betrayed by a person you love? See, a whole lot more of us. See, we all have different pieces of colors on us that hit us. And so the misunderstanding would be to assume that everyone in the world has had the experience of love that we had. When you're betrayed, do you ever look at love people and go, you just wait until it unravels? <laughs> when I got betrayed by a girl, I looked at every girl who flirted or smiled and I just thought, yeah, I know you. <laughs> I do, I know that you're, li you're a liar. And to me, because of the color I experienced, I assumed that was all the color in the world. See, with red, when it comes to red, when it comes to love, when it comes to passion, we have different experiences that mark us and that color us. Oh, there's this other color, blue. Anybody a big fan of blue? Blue is such an incredible color because blue means two different things that are dramatically separate of each other. Blue means two things. The first thing blue is connected to is loyalty. Anybody have any loyal friends in your life? The loyalty of blue is the color that marks the people you know will be with you come hell or high water. But the other way blue is connected to you, the other way blue arrives in your life is, have you ever had the blues? You ever been sad? Anybody here ever had a day where you just wish it didn't exist because it was just coated in blue? Ever had a month or a year like that? Ever needed help to get through a season like that? See, for us, blue is a picture of what happens in our lives when we go through these moments of sadness. But it would be a mistake to say that blue was a bad thing. It would be a mistake to say that blue, we just got to stay away from blue. We got to avoid anything sad. We got to avoid anything awful. But if we did that, then we would have no commenting color of blue in our life. See, if you and I try to avoid all the sad things, what we'll do is we'll avoid all the things that risk the sadness of them. See, you're here in this room and someone has done something or you've been in a season where you were sad, where you carried that sadness and it marked you. 
When you spot blue in another person's story and in another person's life, just remember in your mind as you pay attention to the sadness they've gone through, not why do you have all this blue on your face? But the question could be, what happened that put all this blue into your life? And I think this person with all this blue that's only known it as sadness could someday know it as loyalty. That's why it's so important that we are for each other. That's why it's so important that you have other people in your life that you lean on and you go, we are for each other. It's why it's so important to be loyal and to have people who are loyal because without loyal friends, all you get is the sadness of the color blue. Oh, then there's this other color. I really like the color green. Anybody for the color green? Man, green is exciting. And I have a feeling I'm gonna taste green and just, yes, I knew it. I could just, I could just sense that that was gonna happen. Green has a lot of different properties. In, in Greek mythology, green is connected to the underworld. In most Roman, Roman theology, green is connected to nature and to everything grass, but we also know green as the color of go, the color of new, the color of newness. It's why we call a person, he's pretty green at this job, because it's new for him. See, for you and me, green is a space and a time and a thing and a color that when it comes into our life, it's a here we go. We're up to something new. Anybody going through a season of new things right now? See, you have an opportunity. You're in a green space. You're going, it's only go time. The green in your life is permission to go. It's why the lights at a stoplight go from red to green. They're telling you to go. Maybe there's some space in your life or a person in your life that you get to actually be green to, to say, go. Maybe you have a thing right here in your mind as you've been sitting here trying to think, think of how, when to start or when to go or when to get started or when to actually move or when to actually continue or when to move forward and maybe tonight is just the night where you go, you know what, I'm just going to embrace green. I'm going to go with nature that's all over the place and maybe that green takes me to the underworld because this will be a huge failure, but I'm just going to go. So let tonight be all of us saying to you, go, green. You choose that color. As you move forward and as you just say, go, tonight that I don't know, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, yes, is the answer. Then there's this other color. Anybody here for yellow? Oh man, I like yellow. And I have a feeling I'm going to love the taste of yellow. I'm sort of breathing this in. I hope this is good for my lungs. I think it is. Yellow has an incredible property because it's the first thing that your brain sees. It's the first color that your brain has the capacity to observe. And it means two dramatically different things that somehow have this partnership together. You know what's crazy about yellow is the first thing that it is related to is happiness. Anybody here having a happy year? You know the other thing it's related to? Caution. and warning. <laughs> Caution and warning. That's why the signs are yellow because it's the first thing that your brain sees. It's the first one that your brain spots. It's connected to warning. But have you ever been really, really happy and then worried that your life was somehow going to hit the skids or something was gonna happen that was gonna stop all that happiness? I keep meeting so many people who are so ridiculously happy, who have this sense that the other shoe is going to drop or something else is going to happen, and they don't see their happiness as a gift. They see it as a warning that something bad is coming. Maybe tonight is just the opportunity 
you to say all that yellow communicates to you is pure and unadulterated happiness. And God put you on earth to smile. And God put you on earth to be joyful. And God put you on earth to be great. And the good things in your life do not warn you of bad things that are coming. The good things in your life help you celebrate whatever bad things might come. So embrace the yellow of your life. The people around you and the ones that you meet and the ones that you engage with, some people are just chronically anxious. You know those people? Anybody those people? And you know what that comes from? It comes from a sense that it's good right now. That means it's not going to be good forever. It's an opportunity when you meet those people, when you engage with those people who have an interesting relationship to the color yellow, to just breathe that this day, this happiness, this thing is a gift. Oh, and then there's this other color, orange. Anybody a fan of orange? Oh, man, I love orange. Orange, it's frustrating that orange is, uh, it doesn't taste as good as the other colors. But it, the, other, the frustrating thing about orange is that it doesn't have as many bad properties. People can't say bad things about orange. You know what orange is connected to? Adventure. Vitality. Life. It's why it's citrus. Nobody says bad things about oranges. Anyone here hate oranges? Yeah. Okay, you're alone. You notice that? It wasn't a chorus. Anybody here hate asparagus? Okay, more of us. Okay. Anybody here hate cauliflower? Just We're in L.A., so I guess it's like, no, you can't hate any of that stuff. Did anybody here hate kale before 2005? Yeah, yes, of course you did. And then we started making it into chips, and you're like, this stuff's delicious, and it's supposed to make me live forever. Orange is this adventure and this vitality. It's that the color orange, when it's a part of your life and when it's in your life, is an opportunity to go, yes, today is, a, is, is leap day. Today is an extra day that your, that your brain didn't even, didn't even count on. We've been, we've been gaining seconds or losing seconds in our rotation of the sun for the last three years and 364 days. So we added a day to keep up so that our calendar doesn't get screwed in a thousand years. But your brain didn't know that. You just got an extra day. The question is, did you paint this day with orange and do something adventurous or was it just another work day? See, my hesitation sometimes is that I live on this line where I have this strange relationship with orange. I love adventure, but I'm also burdened by the worry of work. Anybody get like that? Where I go, I gotta, I gotta get work done, I gotta get work done without realizing that I could have gotten work done and it's gonna be fine. I just gotta bring an adventure in. And I see this most in my daughter. She's three and a half years old. She's incredible. And in her three and a half year old brain, she loves rules. And she's really good at making sure we follow them. So you know what my job is as a dad? is to teach her how to break all of them. I figure at three and a half years, I don't want her to break anyone that I give her, but I'm gonna teach her how to break everybody else's rules. So we were in Naples, Florida, and we happen upon a parade. Anybody ever like happen upon a parade? It's like a little gift. It's like a little thing that just shows up. It's like, wow, this is like a huge parade with like hundreds and hundreds of little things. And I'm walking with her and she's on my shoulders and my family is like five or six blocks ahead. And I noticed that in this parade, my daughter is consumed by it and loves it, but she's also the kind of person that when she gets in front of people or when she gets in a moment where she could do an adventurous thing or do something amazing, she tends to get quiet. Like, I don't know what the rules are, and she wants to follow the rules. She doesn't want to stand out. So you know what I did? There was kind of a gap in that parade. So I hopped in <laughs> with her on my shoulders, and I just started walking between a fire truck and a guy who was running for mayor, and I just started waving to people. And I gave enough space that it looked like I was like supposed to be there. And I've got her on my shoulders and I was just like, hey. And then people like, take a second. And then they're like, okay, all right. And I would do it with Cora. And I'm like, Cora, wait. She's like, no, we're not supposed to. She kept saying over and over, we're not supposed to be here. And I was like, Cora, 
nobody's stopping us. And nobody was. I was passing police officers, and they're like waving back at me, and I'm thinking, you have no idea that I just walked into this parade. And then I walked over to my family, and I just left the parade. Like it was nothing. Because my job is to paint my daughter's life orange. See, there's, there's these other colors. Anybody like the color pink? See, the color pink is an incredibly exciting color for me in my life. It tastes like chalk. It's weird. But the color pink is a highly debated color because it's sexist and stereotyped. For hundreds of years, we have argued over who gets pink. And it's only Holland who have held on that the pink is the blanket that you give to the little boy when he's born, and the blue is the color you give to the little girl when she's born. Holland is holding out all by itself. For the rest of the universe, we give pink to the little girls and blue to the little boys, but people have fought over this. There's a blogosphere about how inappropriate it is that we gave pink to girls and how sexist that is. But pink is a beautiful color. I mean, if, ladies, if you've got to get stuck with a color... Pink is a pretty good one. But here's the thing. Pink for me marked my life when these two little girls came into my life. When two little girls were born, my rule follower and the one who will go face first down a flight of stairs without looking back. <laughs> the two little girls in my life that have marked me. See, have you ever met a person who was marked with the color pink because they got to be a dad? Are there any dads in the house? So you can get marked by the color pink or you can get marked by the color light blue. When you become a parent, everything seems to change, and it's as if it colors your whole existence. You don't stop being a dad when you're not around your kids. Moms, you don't get to stop being a mom when you're not around your kids. Have you ever noticed that? You ever see a mom who's away from her kids, and she should be peaceful, but instead she's worried about her kids, or she's showing people photos of her kids? Because you don't ever get to stop because it marks you, because it becomes who you are. So what's the point of all of this? What's the point of all these colors? I want you to see this ridiculousness, and I want to be the ridiculousness so that you never see another person in your entire life the same way again. Every person in this room looks exactly like me underneath that cool hipster veneer and all those cool clothes. Every single person in this room is marked by color. Your life has been marked by sadness. You've been marked by passion. You've been marked by love. You've been marked by anger. You've been marked by adventure. You've been marked by the women in your life. You've been marked by the men in your life. You've been marked and marked and marked, and it's all over the place. And the question I want to invite you is to ask yourself, what color am I today? What color most informs your life right now? Are you being informed by the danger, warning life of yellow? Are you in a yellow season where you go, I'm just worried everything is going to happen? Is it time to pause and go, we're going to turn this yellow and add a little bit of red so we get a little bit of orange and we're just going to go on an adventure and see what happens? Are you being informed by the blue right now? Are you being informed by sadness? And are you leaning into that and saying, yeah, I'm just going to be... What color is informing you right this very second? And what color do you need? What color do you say, I need more red in my life. I need more passion. I need more love. I need more, I need more relationship. I need more adventure. I need more orange. I need more blue. I need all these things. See, it can be so easy to sh reach for the short thing and go, I need more love. I'm just going to download Tinder again for the 37th time. That's just going to lead to a whole lot of blue, and then you, or maybe even a little pink, and then it's going to be all get out of control. <laughs> so the goal is to calmly and collectively go, I'm a mixture of colors. 
I am covered in colors for all the marked and the experiences and the words people have said. I have archived everything that's happened to me. What color needs to come out in my life today? And the question I want to invite you to ask the people that you meet, everyone in this room and everyone you walk around and everyone you see, is that you would see them as this and say, how did they get that way? If I walk down York Boulevard right now, someone would walk up and go, how did this happen to you? <laughs> the second question they would say is, do I like this guy or do I hate this guy? Is this ridiculous or is this annoying? Is this hilarious or is this terrible? See, we often get that second question first. When you meet a person who's annoying at work or that person you have a hard time getting along with, we ask the sucker's choice of binary question, do I like them or not? When a person is all blue, you go get over it. When a person is all red, you're like, calm down. When a person is all orange, you're like, can't you have some responsibility? When a person is all yellow, it's like, why can't you just be happy? Why are you so anxious? Instead of pausing and asking the question that I want to invite you to ask for the rest of your life is how did they get this way? Where did these colors come from in their life? This person has so much orange and loves so much adventure. Who taught them that? Other people have so much fear of the red. Have you ever met a person who has a fear of love and so they show anger, which is the other side of love, so they can keep love from anybody getting into a vulnerable place? Asking the question, how did they get this way? Because what we are is we are the painted. The people in your life, they are painted and they're marked by their experiences. But you in this room, you have pockets full of chalk. You have pockets full of color in the words that you say and the experiences you create. You have the power to mark, to change, to give color to different people. You have the capacity in your life to go, this person is all blue and they need a little red. So I'm going to dig deep into my pocket and we're going to bring red into this person's life. You can go, this person is all yellow and they need a little bit of orange. So dig deep into your pocket, grab a couple people and say, we're going to walk in this parade and you're just going to suck it up and deal with it. I'll carry you if I have to. Because you have an opportunity to give the colors that the people in your life need. What colors do the people in your life need? If you're in a relationship, you're married or dating, what color does that person need most in their life? Do they need adventure? Or do they just need love from you? Does that relationship that you're in, is it all yellow and is it all tense and is it all anxiety? And does it need a little passion? Does it need a little life? Does it need a little green? That moment you're in, that career you're about to start, those things, maybe you just need to put your arm around somebody and say, go, start. Do you know how afraid I get before I start anything or do anything ridiculous? It's the people in my life who are the green in my life who put their arm around me and say, we're going to be fine. Let's try this. It may not work, but they're the green ones in my life. I want to invite you to see everyone in your life for the rest of your life as a kaleidoscope of colors because there has been marked experiences they've archived their whole life. And you and I, we have the opportunity to be the ones that throw color in every room we go into. We have the opportunities to be known as the one with chalk color in their pockets and they just leave it around or they leave it puffed in people's beards as they walk out rooms. You have an opportunity to walk in and out of relationships for people to say, they left me with a color that I'll never forget to pay attention to the words that we speak and to the way that we speak to people, to the ones that we lead and the ones that we love and the ones we can't stand. To lean into curiosity and say, how did he get this way? And also to lean into the bravery and the vulnerability of saying, I'd like to bring some red into your life. I'd like to bring some orange into your life. I'd like to bring some yellow into your life. See, we started this conversation by asking, what experiences have shaped who you are? 
You've been shaped by experiences and by moments in your life, but you are also the shaper of experiences and moments of the people around you. So ask yourself, on the outset of every day, in the outset of every engagement, what color am I bringing into this meeting? What color am I bringing to this date or this conversation or this text message thread? What color are all the things that I'm bringing to the people around me so that they walk out and they've got the color they were looking for or that they needed? And I'm not just painting people with the color that I have in my pocket, but I'm giving people the color they need. See, you and I, we're the marked and we're the markers. We're the painted and we are the painters. And we have an opportunity to take our favorite color and give the world a gift and show the world that you don't have to just be one single color. You get to be sort of ridiculously covered in lots of different colors. And then you have the opportunity to keep giving color in every relationship of your life. So here's what I'd like to do. I would like to say a prayer for you. I'm going to say a prayer for all of the colors that you have in your pocket and for the colors that you're needing. The colors that you're searching for, the colors that you're wanting, that you just don't know where to get. And if you've never prayed before, all we're going to do is close our eyes. And if you've never prayed before, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to talk. I just want you to open your mind to the possibility of the words that I say. That as we ask God for some color in your life, that he would do something powerful and that your soul would begin to find the color that you've been longing for. Let's pray together. Thank you, God, so much for this room, for the colors represented here, and the colorful man that stood on this stage with me just a few minutes ago. My prayer, God, for this room is that as we leave this building, we would be the ones with pockets full of colors, and that we would give curiosity before we gave judgment, and that we would give adventure and love and loyalty and go and happiness to all the people in our world. May we be the ones who throw color in every room we walk into. We pray all of this in your name. Amen.